For so long, I thought I had to do everything on my own until I came across this post on social media years ago. It said, hyperindependence is a trauma response and it develops due to negative past experiences. It looks like I had to figure out everything on my own. It comes up as perfectionism, mistrust in others due to not having your needs met, depression, having to be strong because you felt like you can only lean on yourself, difficulty asking for help and being vulnerable, and isolation. It's important to understand that certain coping mechanisms that were used in the past were used as a survival tactic. And although these coping skills helped you as a child, it's imperative to know that you no longer need to use those same mechanisms as an adult because the danger is no longer present, but the way you cope persists. Wow. I don't know about you, but that post was definitely stepping on some toes for me. And it made me realize just how much more I was doing in my business by not asking for help, by trying to do it all myself, by being afraid to rely on others to help me, by not giving up that control, and by letting my ego get in the way. I know you've been in this situation being exhausted and stressed, trying to do all the things in your business or in your family and not asking for help. I am Shanice Miller and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, Do Less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. That's why today I'm bringing Annette on the show to share her experience on how she was stuck in business by not asking for help. Annette Conrad is the owner and virtual instructor for Edible Impressions, where great cookies take shape. She is also the founder of Hobby to Business Made Simple, helping cookie hobbyists transform passion to profits, which is why I wanted her to share her journey with you. I've been in this situation with trying to do it all myself, and you might be in this exact situation right now. So I wanted Annette to share with all of us who might be in this place so that we can all understand there's a path out. Annette, I'm so glad that you're on the show today. Thank you so much. Shanice, I'm really delighted to be here and I can't wait to share. Yes, one of my biggest challenges running a business. <laughs> and we're trying to stick with one of them, but yes, <laughs> challenges that come along with running a business. But thank you so much. I mean, I knew you were my girl when I saw um, that your expertise is systems and I'm all about systems, but thank you again so much. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yes, yes. So could you take me back to that point where you were stuck trying to create a business on your own? What was the problem there? Sure. You know, really quickly, because I've had quite the journey, I've been operating a business now for over 17 years that I started from a hobby. And I'm really excited now that I have the freedom, the flexibility, and the time now with the team that I'm able now to go back and share my journey and to teach people how to transform their passion really to profits. But long story short, I had worked for a university, Marquette University here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So you know where I'm broadcasting from. And I have a love and a passion for events coordination. And so I did that for 24 years at the university. And I started my cookie journey um, through just decorating cookies with family and found out that this was just a really fun and unique offering that I started to incorporate into 
my work at the university because I did events coordination with the team. And it was really fun. And before I knew it, I became the cookie queen <laughs> on <laughs> campus. And so what happened was I didn't even know I was building this pretty big business um, while I was working full time. So there's that one challenge right there. But what happened was when I decided to leave and kind of go all in for my business, I was a one woman show. I mean, I was trying to do everything for everyone. So that's going to be the focus of my challenge is that, you know, as smart as I was and with all the things that I learned in events planning and having a team of five of us, knowing that I couldn't do it all myself, what was I thinking when I started my business that, hey, I can make 3,000 cookies all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> so really, my, my, uh, my journey is, yes, a long one, but uh, somewhat of a predictable one where so many people get caught up in trying to do everything themselves. So, you know, to answer your question right out of the gate here is, yeah, I tried to do it all myself. And boy, let me tell you, the moment I asked for help, the moment I let go and I trusted, I haven't looked back. I mean, on a daily basis, I'm looking around going, okay, what else can I give away? <laughs> so how did it feel when you were doing it all your own? What was that? Why was it such a problem doing it all your own? Yes, great question. Well, I can tell you, I lost a lot of sleep. <laughs> My mood was very sporadic. Um, if you can imagine, you know, just the hours, the sheer number of hours. And so it was very tiring. It was frustrating because I wanted to do more, but I was stuck. I was stuck being in that bakery, doing things that I knew that I shouldn't be doing as the owner and the CEO of my company. And like I said, I just, I was so blind and I was so stubborn. I was very stubborn because I felt like I had to do it all myself. And I'm sure if my sister Sylvia was on, who's one of my lead decorators, she was bugging me for the longest time saying, just get some help. Just get some help in it. I'm like, it's so fine. Why you it's getting fine. Help? Because I thought I had to do it all myself. I literally thought that, okay, I'm promoting my company. It's hand-decorated cookies that they needed to be hand-decorated by my hands. And you know what? They don't. <laughs> they don't. And so, um, yeah, that day that, um, you know, and not just, you know, when I say, uh, you know, asking for help, it wasn't just uh, people like, people helping. It was just getting the right tools too mm -hmm. and having the systems in place. And I mean, something as simple as, okay, we're doing a high enough volume that rolling out is just ridiculous. So, you know, purchasing a machine, making an investment and getting the right tools, um, which I'm so glad I did so that when I brought a team on, um, you know, it was going to be easy for them and it was going to be efficient. And so we're constantly still at this point, even all these years later, I'm still looking at and asking my team, okay, folks, what can we do to make your lives even easier? So what were some um, of those tools that you first brought on to make, make it easier to transition to getting those um, employees coming on? It sounds like your yes. sister might've been your first employee. <laughs> yes, she was. Yes. In fact, oh my gosh. And she's still working with me. In fact, she just recently retired from 30 some years of nursing to now she has a new grandbaby. So Aww. I'm so great. So, so excited that she'll continue to work with me. And, um, and then I, I do have a few other folks, certainly. And I bring on, you know, close to six, eight people during the holiday season, which pretty much is October to January. So almost year round, I have quite a large team. Um, but yeah, going back to your question, I would say it was some of the tools. So, you know, whether it be like a dough sheeter machine, it was getting a bigger mixer. Uh, but the biggest thing I would say is writing things down. I think my struggle was because I was worried about hiring, I was worried about no one could do it like me until I started writing things down. Okay, how do I do those things? I had to get things out of my head. Once I got them out of my head on paper, 
then it made, and again, you would think after all those years of planning, that's what I did. <laughs> no, so that's exactly what I do. And all of my clients say the same thing when I, they're working with me because they have it on in their heads. And sometimes it's not until you're working with someone that person can actually like map out, stop you, say, hey, okay, let's write this part down. Let's write the next part down that you can really see clearly, I do have processes. I do have things mm -hmm. that I do over and over again that I could easily hand off to someone if I had them written down. So yeah, definitely doing less right. help how I help my clients to do less. It's with starting with our define in our design stage, defining what the problem is. What are we mm -hmm. trying to uh, get off of our plates? What are we trying to hand over to someone else? What are we trying to automate? And then the design part. How do we do that particular process already so that someone can give the same high level quality that we would and we can feel comfortable with releasing, letting go of that control and that ego? Because I was there, too, with wondering, OK, <laughs> am I going to still be able to keep my clients if they know it's not me doing it anymore? But as long as that quality is there, as long as they're still getting that strategy piece, a lot of people feel comfortable and confident that you're going to deliver. And so that, right, that's right. so great. I'm so glad that you started writing things down. What were you writing it on at first? A Google sheet or? Yeah, I mean, honestly, just something as simple as a Word document, you know, PDFs with, I've taken pictures now. I've got step-by-steps for folks to know how to make the dough and the frosting and all sorts of things. And I was just gonna make one comment on what you were just talking about. The biggest moment, light bulb moment for me when I did that is, and I think that other people find too in their experience, is that, when you do let go and when you do train, you're going to find out that, you know what? Some people can do it better than you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. I mean, honestly, I'm not very good at making dough. <laughs> do I dare say that publicly? You know, it, it's, I don't know if it's because I'm, I'm working in my brain. I'm still working, you know, I, I've got to work on my business, not in my business, obviously to get us to the next level and to keep those orders coming in so that I can have people helping me, which is good for their livelihood. So it's really a trickle effect, but you know, and it's, it's, here's the thing. It's not that I can't make dough. I make dough and I make it very well. It's, do I want to make the dough? You know, I'm, I'm so far through my journey now that it's like, I want to be able to pick and choose. I want to continue to do things, th things that light me up. And it's not like I don't enjoy it, but I have other things that are kind of pulling me in this other direction. And like I said, when I first started with you, I was just, I love to teach. And so I feel like that's my area that I really thrive and I think that's a, one of my unique offerings. That's something that I know people can get, get great value from more than me making dough. Yes. So it's, it's, you know, and it's, like I said, I'm not discounting. That's super important. Obviously we don't have dough. We don't have cookies, which mm -hmm. we can't make our clients, you know, happy, but um, it's trying to just find the strength in yourself and then finding people that will deliver that high quality. Like you were saying, may not be exactly like the way you do it, but that's okay. So yes. my sister would be very proud because she she'll be finally like, finally, to her. she'll say, so, finally, she is my older sister. So yeah, I should have listened to her. What is that point where your sister was telling you, she's begging you, you're saying, no, we can, I can do it all on my own. When was that point that you said, okay, <laughs> let me finally let go? Oh my gosh. I have so many uh, wonderful moments with her. And I think she's really going to appreciate this, this interview because there was uh, more than one one opportunity but i remember one night we were up really late because i agreed to do this was many years ago of course many years ago but uh we were up really late i mean it was after 2 a.m and i'm decorating she's sitting decorating next to me and it was a very simple design but it was a lot of them over and over and over and i actually i think i dozed off for a second and she, <laughs> she's gonna just hate me for saying this but she like 
knocks me on the arm and she said, wake up. She's like, this is all your fault. <laughs> so a really funny story. We can laugh now, but I tell you, we are doing 10X, and I'm not exaggerating, 10X the volume since that day. And we lights out at 6 p.m. If we're up there mm -hmm. past 6 p.m., it's because we want to be. We want to play. We want to come up with new designs. Or we just want to get a jump start and take the weekend off, you know, or, you know, come in next Tuesday and take four days off. So it is so amazing that if you just let go, <laughs> ask for help, um, your your life is just you know, just the world of difference, honestly. So where do you see your cookie business going? What's the, what's your vision? Sure. Yeah. I mean, my vision for my company, Edible Impressions has really, I mean, it's blossomed to where I want it to, uh, to be right now. And I think even moving forward, you know, I'm not looking, I'm, I'm very fortunate that my commercial licensed bakery is actually attached to a residence. So I don't have a storefront. Yes, I mean, I've pondered more than I can count getting a larger, bigger production space and really expanding. But honestly, I'm really content because I've learned to like niche down now. I love working with event coordinators, experiential companies. I love the special events and my corporate partners. And so by not being everything to everyone and mm -hmm. really narrowing down into what lights me up and what lights up my team and also brings in the revenue, I should say that, um, I've been able to, I'm, I'm very happy with where we're at when it comes to the profit and, um, and, and such like that, that that's okay because now I have this other passion, my hobby to business made simple. So now I'm teaching. And so I want to maintain I'm looking forward to the one day where I maybe sell my company and I'm excited because I think the foundation, the structure is there. I am excited to leave a legacy and I'm excited to see if someone were to purchase it someday, where they will take it because we've got national recognition. We are known and um, we've got, you know, amazing clients. We will work with leading brands. We're kind of that little hidden treasure. We don't do any advertising. And so I'm very confident that, you know, that will go, you know, when it's ready maybe with someone else. But like I said, part of my, my vision is for me to take a little bit of a turn and build this, you know, this uh, group of community, this community where I can actually teach people to do what I did. So because I, think, I mean, it's crazy when I think I started my little kitchen, and now it's like a major production. <laughs> I think that's so wonderful of uh, where you see the business going. But you said something that was very important. You started mapping out exactly what works. And that is something that I heavily, heavily believe in really taking, especially with our marketing systems, we're talking about how do you see what part of your marketing efforts are working, which one of your offerings and your products are really bringing in the, gen the revenue, what's generating the sales instead of focusing on everything. And that's one of the ways that we do less is really mm -hmm. honing down, pinpointing on what's working and how much time it's taking. So that we can either reduce that amount of time that it takes to do it, or we focus in on those tasks that are really the revenue generators that aren't taking the most time away from us and that light us up. Like, uh, mm -hmm. so that's why I love that you decided to go in that direction instead of getting stuck because so many people would think like, oh, you know, my next step is to be in this stationary manufacturer hub, um, get this big building and keep going that way. And you're like, no, we love special events. We love doing mm -hmm. it and having this flexibility and this freedom. And I can still only have to work, you know, this amount of hours per day instead of 
falling asleep at <laughs> while I'm trying to still roll do roll dough and my sister's telling me go to bed. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that is I I really, really love that. Um, so what are some things that you're doing less? I know you said you're a systems girl just like I am. What are some things that you're doing doing to do less in your business now? Oh I sure. Starting a whole new platform, a community for the having people go from hobby to business, that's a whole endeavor. <laughs> so. It is, it is. And I'm so lucky to have my initial community members coming in um, who I've gotten to know through my, my Facebook group. And so it's so wonderful that they're there to support. And I told them, I said, I'm not launching this, if you will. I'm not really publicizing it right now too much because I want it to be very special for the for folks that are coming in. And I'm right now in the midst of uh, developing three uh, methodologies, if you will, because the biggest problem that people have when they're in this, okay, I have a hobby, I see the potential, but I just don't know how to get there. Yeah. So, you know, I talk about fast tracking them, but I really want to back it up a little bit. And so what I want to do is just really create a kickstart. Like, okay, let's just start from the beginning, but before you start purchasing all the supplies, before you start even hiring, let's just really go down to the basics. What is your why? What is, what, what lights you up? You know, let's just really get that out calendar block. <laughs> you know, calendar blocking is something that I didn't do. And it's funny, some of the things that will be in that program are going to be the things that I learned, things that, things that I didn't do, that if you do these things, learn from me, you are going to go, you're going to get there faster and a little bit um, with more sleep. <laughs> I You'll be highly, happier. <laughs> I highly agree with you on the calendar blocking. That was a huge game changer for me because at first I was doing calls every day of the week. Mm -hmm. I was so tired, so burnt out. And then when I did come across, you could block out your calendar. You can only, you know, have certain places of focus where you're just focusing on that one thing for that day and block it out in your calendar where each each week you're doing this one thing on this one day and the next thing you get so much more done in right. such a shorter amount of time. You're not mm -hmm. sitting up here uh, because at first I was going from like one task to another. And then I'm like trying to say, okay, mm -hmm. where did I leave off on here and doing it hourly? Like, okay, this hour block, I'm going to do this. And then I'm gonna jump to here. Then I'm gonna go back. And yeah. it just, you know, when you're sitting there in that focused time frame, mm -hmm. and you can really focus in on one thing for like a two, three, four hour block, and that's all you're doing, you're really just pumping it out in that right. way more efficient time. Right, right. And I have my strategies, as you asked, you know, how do I do it? I do calendar blocking for sure. But, you know, for me, I have to find that space. So sometimes it's even though I have an office, I have a quiet space, my kids are out of the house, you know, and my bakery separate, so I don't hear anything. But for me, there's something about being in this space. There's too many distractions. There's too many distractions. So if I hear my team talking about something, I'm like, oh, I should go up there and clarify. I don't need to do that. So what I do is I get myself out of here. I actually go to a coffee shop. I go to, um, you know, I just go to a place where it's quiet and I only bring the item that I'm going to work on with me. <laughs> and that has been a game changer. So, um, but the other thing is just planning ahead and talking with my team has been huge. You know, forecasting out, looking at this week, next week, and the following week, you know, we were just doing that yesterday with my team to say, okay, what hours are you available? These are the jobs that are coming up. Where do you guys think that you want to, you know, add the extra hours or, or what? I'm letting them decide. That was huge mm -hmm. too. It's like, I'm not the one making those decisions. I'll say, look at folks, this is what's coming up. You guys decide how you want to divide and conquer. And I mean, I haven't been up, I keep pointing upstairs because my space is upstairs. <laughs> I haven't been up there for like a week and a half. 
I mean, honestly, which is amazing. And I've been able to, again, work on the business, um, working with my clients. You know, I just solidified, you know, three or four contracts, you know, this week, being attentive, being responsive. I've always been really responsive, but now my email is under control. It's not, okay, well, I haven't checked my email for eight hours or for a day and a half. You know, that always bothered me because I like to be very, very responsive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so now I was telling my husband the other day, I'm like, I just don't feel like I have very many inbox messages. And he's like, well, because you're working on them as they come in and they're not piling up because you're, you know, cutting out cookies for three hours. So, um, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's just, it's just prioritizing it's strategizing. And it's, again, it's for me, I have to write it down and I need to block that time. And that's something that I'm absolutely teaching my, my, my uh, community first thing. Otherwise you will get distracted. You will, you know, it, things just won't happen because you're just constantly shifting gears. So you've so. really made a 180 turn. You went from not wanting to let go <laughs> to now it sounds like you are completely ready and willing <laughs> and loving delegating and eliminating the tasks off your schedule and just really focusing on doing what you do. And that is such a wonderful, wonderful way to be in business. So mm-hmm. listeners, the next time that you're trying to do it all yourself and don't want to ask for help, Ask yourself, is trying to do it all on my own helping me or would it be best to do less? So Annette, if someone wants to learn about your services, what you do, join your community, where can they find you? Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that opportunity. So I do have a free Facebook group and it's called Cookie Decorating Hobby to Business Made Simple. And it's not just for cookiers. Um, My website is AnnetteConrad.com. That's where you can learn a little bit more about me. And then my two membership opportunities that I have available that um, are just going to be fantastic. It, it includes so much. And um, it's been really lovely coming off of Facebook into this membership platform where I actually have all my coaching and all my masterclasses via Zoom, which is really a great platform so that and I can hear and, and actually chat with my community members, uh, which has been really wonderful. So yeah, and then edibleimpressions.net is my business website. I, I welcome you to take a peek. I'm on all the normal platforms. I love LinkedIn. I, I hang out there. In fact, I actually talk about delegating. I finally brought on another family member, my niece, who is um, a social media manager. And she's come aboard for five hours a week. And she helps me post three times a week. So I've been working with her. I've let go. And again, just to be consistent. So follow me on LinkedIn too. I'd love to chat on there. So that's so wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on, Annette. It was such a pleasure having you on. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time. So listeners, please be sure to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and a review.